Welcome to another episode of Iron Voices. It's your boy Noah. So today I have with me Jeremy and Helen. Yo. So I'll just let them introduce themselves quickly. My name's Helen Femi. You can call me Femi. I have a YouTube channel called Let's Get Litical. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What else am I meant to say? And about what myself? is your YouTube channel about? My YouTube channel is basically trying to talk. It's basically talking about politics, but in a way more accessible way for people to understand so essentially it's about getting lit and talking about politics see what i did there um politics should never be that deep and uh that's really what i'm trying to promote i think the thing i enjoy a lot about your your show is first of all the combination of lit and politics is that i I find that exciting already because it's nice to talk about politics when you're a bit drunk (laughs) but also like i find the way you you don't just look for people who have a lot of political opinions. Mm. You look for people who are neutral or people who don't care at all because it's important to show that not everybody is deep into this stuff. So, you know, I think I feel it's really nice how you're helping people, young people, to be more interested in politics. Oh, thanks, Noah. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, um, you know, there's this... Like, I studied politics at university and I understand, you know, my interest and passion for politics makes me a bit weird yeah it's it's not like what the average person is into and people kind of need to take that into consideration at the same time i think like mainstream media has a way of kind of talking about generation z and millennials as like these type of like weird people that just sit on the internet all the time and have no opinions and um that's just simply not true and people actually do care they just don't have a way of actually talking about it in a way that is just not intimidating or very like westminster politicsy type you know stuff so <laughs> i will drop a link to helen's youtube channel um when this episode drops so my name's jeremy um hi I jeremy i don't do anything as impressive as that i do run a a little um instagram blog of my um travels around the uk um visiting the various nandos across the country <laughs> and london um with reviews as well um you can find me at los nandos hermanos and on twitter at mr grifty but, um, yeah, let's get into this. I'm looking forward to this, actually. Okay, so um, me and the whole, for, I think the whole, for two weeks now, me and Jeremy have been antagonising each other. Longer than that, I'd say, actually. I think, like, the last two years, we've been, like, we haven't seen eye-to-eye on quite a few topics. Yeah, there's yeah. been there's been kind of beef brewing on Twitter. Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, you're the aggressor, mostly, whereas I'm very much... I'm not the aggressor. No, 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 no. You and your... Me social justice shit. so apparently now i'm a social justice warrior i don't know how i've managed to hit that you and your warrior your wow. fellow warriors this, this are is the issue completely far from the truth all right this well is, i think okay this is interesting because okay, now we can yeah. actually finally air out yeah our grievances yeah, totally, yeah. Totally. Helen, i think in today's episode you might need to be the ref, be the referee, yeah. because right, okay. we might end up throwing things at each other <laughs> okay so i'll start with this um actually i was gonna start with liam neeson but let me chill out for a sec what okay? What is your definition of a social justice warrior, Helen? Maybe I don't know the like proper definition for it, but essentially, it's someone who takes on every issue as their fight. 
every fight is their fight basically yeah is I think Venezuela um, Yemen or and then like down to like that's Syria like a, on a macro, that's on like a, a macro level then mm-hmm. like like the bin problem in like Edmonton or, like, <laughs> you know, like, the bin like, problem in the, Edmonton I think obviously let's, let's be real the term is derogatory like if you call someone a social justice warrior you're saying it because essentially some people are you're fighting fights that don't need to be fought sometimes or some people struggle doesn't require you to get involved in and obviously it's a so I think like or it does but you yeah. don't actually care you do it yeah I think about. it's a I think it's become a derogatory term because it's like it's funny how I guess like some, you see a lot on Twitter where like a a story can just be blown out of proportion and someone will then say um, this is down to toxic masculinity or this is down to um, patriarchal society or this is down to like white privilege or like this is like so and so and so and so and I think that's where the term has now taken on this I guess it has a, it's come of a negative now like it's, it's, yeah. social justice is something that we should all seek out for but obviously now the term has now become this thing where it's like basically any sign of social justice someone steps in and says we need to look at why this has happened now we need to start breaking down these systems that cause this or whatever I don't okay so first before I say this um, when I was looking for the definitions I went the first definition that came up was from what's that website Urban Dictionary Dictionary, and as soon as I opened the page it said it's a derogatory term used to explain as somebody who is very annoying (laughs) about social so I was like wow okay and Wikipedia says it's a um, a term for an individual who promotes socially progressive views. Now, as Jeremy said, obviously there's nothing wrong in promoting progressive views. We should all do that. Mm. There's different groups like the LGBTQIAPK. I actually got the whole thing down. Um, Black Lives Matter, feminist movements. Now, why is it... Okay, so why has it gone from such a positive thing at the beginning where people felt like we could finally hold people accountable? Why has it gone towards being so negative? What social justice? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? The, or the way, the, mean, or the way or people, like social, like how social justice warriors have come around, and yeah. why it's become a negative thing. Yeah. Or, but also, if you think about the people who are like, because I think this is all, it's all the same sort of thing of like when they say political, political correctness gone mad, where it's like um, someone will say to you, "Oh, you can't make a joke about anyone now." People get so offended, and like I, I sit on a really like, not on the fence, but like I feel it's like a straddling of the balance of like. Outrage culture and and I guess social justice. So it's like, do I think social justice has become a thing that's become negative? No. Do I think there are elements to it or how people go about it that have become problematic? Yeah, I think so. What are the problematic elements? So I think for a lot of people who... Um, so I mentioned the example of somebody making a joke about something and then that joke then being... I can often be taken out of context or a situation taken out of context. It's so always it, taken out of context. I don't think it always is. Most of the time. I think when we get onto Liam Neeson, which I think is... I don't know, because, yeah, you have to give, like, an actual example of something that's taken out of context, because, like, I think a lot of the time, if you don't sit into the category of the person... I yeah. think, okay, num- okay, number one, I would say there is definitely a difference between, like, offence, like, offending someone mm-hmm. and harming someone. And yeah. that distinction, I think, has been lost a bit. Like, to be offended, yeah. if I'm offended by someone, I don't have to talk to that person again. Yeah. They offended me. I didn't like what they said, mm. but that's it. Harm is when what that person has said or what that person has done is actually, a, like, has a long-term effect and can affect people so quite way? well. Like, if you were saying racist slurs, mm-hmm. that has an impact mm-hmm. because it allows society to think that, like, racism is okay. But if I said... I'm trying to give the same sort of context for harm. Yeah. 
okay uh, something which i basically thought was like kind of put out of proportion was the whole like black fishing thing so black fishing was oh, okay I essentially this, yeah. it's like when white girls on instagram um darken their features so that they look mixed race or latino or black mm. so they'll have like curlier hair they'll do like their highlighting in a way time. yeah it's the it's the need to so people are offended by that because they've or ariana grande has been quite a big one these days where like she's actually white yeah. and i didn't even know that myself to be honest i i yeah, i seen, actually she was Latina. i didn't know that and she's been doing a lot of like trappy pop songs mm. and the way she she started to change the way she talks and people are offended by that so, i think i think i think the interesting thing about that because it goes back to like the eminem made the, the joke the joke about it like ages ago about um essentially like with, with rock and roll so that like rock and roll was black music yeah but black people weren't making money from it and white people were able to make money from it so you look at it in like black people were almost punished for their own art whereas white people profited off that so it's a bit like for people who were like offended by the black fishing thing it wasn't necessarily that they were offended it was almost like it's that the idea of people want to to almost have the appearance of what it means to be black or like darken your features but you'll never have the actual under yeah, I, I, I do like, get that. I wouldn't say they, they were offended. I felt it was more like, it's like people thinking the opportunities they have by darkening themselves aren't the same opportunities that an actual black person would have. 100%. No, I, I do agree with you in that way, but I look at the sort of like, that sort of thing and I'm like, I, I get what you mean because at the end of the day, Ariana Grande, for instance, is making money off... Mm the appearance that she's created yeah. and these Instagram girls who are actually white yeah. and like from yeah. Sweden but Sweden, look yeah, like exactly. they're from they look like they're from Newham they, yeah. like, they look like girls you've seen yeah. in London yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I think for one of them it was like she was actually on those sort of like blog pages of like top 10 black yeah. girls to follow yeah, on, exactly. on Instagram there was this one person so, that said recently sorry to cut you off no it's alright she said um, where can I find it she said I don't think the one on BBC News. There was one on BBC News. The, yeah. That girl who said, um, "I I'm Polish." Right? She says I'm Polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, um, she, she, her name's like Alicia, but it's spelled in a Polish way. But she, she but people just when she, when it's pronounced, it sounds like Alicia or something like that. And um, there she was obviously then saying, "Oh, like I didn't mean to like offend anybody or whatever." But it's like if you if you are darkening yourself to look black, I think like you're aware of you're aware of like. The opportunities that can come from that, whereas a, a, the same black girl is that necessary? Is that necessarily true? Though? It is. It is. How? How? Is. How? I think there are so. I think there are some spaces that like black girls have to struggle more to get into, purely because of the fact that they don't fit the appearance. Yeah. Whereas if a a white girl who perhaps like if they if someone naturally tans, you can't turn and say to them, "Why are you like trying to?" If that's your natural skin color, if you're like olive and you get darker in the summer, then that's fine. But if you have like gone out of your way to make yourself look like people are like, oh, I didn't do it like I did it unintentionally. Like, but if you've gone out of your way to like, and if people and you've let people believe you're mixed race, and you yeah, know the benefit I think of letting that is, people believe you yeah. like you're something that you're not is I that's think that's disingenuous. Okay, but, but isn't that still coming? Doesn't that still just come under offensive? But or, like you know, what I mean, that's not really harmful. And so maybe it's like ideas like that where we're policing everyone but that creates the like, social justice thing. Mm, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if we're policing anyone. This, okay, so th- okay, so this is the thing, right? If we flip uh, the script, mm-hmm. uh, we have Asian women and black women, a lot, a lot of black women trying to whiten themselves as much as possible, their yeah. skin. Yeah. 
if how, why is it not? Yeah, yeah, they're trying to lighten their skin. The yeah. white girls are trying to darken their skin. Yeah. So it's, it's so okay. on the surface it's it looks like everyone. It's not the same, and I think the reason why, why? the same thing is because also if you look at like social conditioning for like the last fifty, like last like six hundred years, okay, you've always been told that or been taught without you even realizing that white is better than black. Yes, hundred percent. The, the Jesus Christ that we know is white, but there's no way Jesus born in like Bethlehem wouldn't have been like Arab looking realistically. Yeah, he would have been tanned. Just on a very like basic level, like just logic, to bleach your skin, you are burning the pigmentation yeah. in your skin. That hurts. Like I've seen it. It looks painful every time I've seen someone who looks like they've bleached. Like that's uh, that mm. stuff is is you can give yourself cancer, you can make yourself blind. There are crazy side effects to that. Crazy. And everywhere outside of Europe, any non Western country, there's there's problems with with, mm. with skin in that way people always trying to get lighter whether you're Asian you're black whatever so you really have to understand the psyche of someone who needs who feels the need to bleach their skin Mm. that is not the same as wanting to tan in the sun or using suntan or anything like that if you are burning off the pigmentation in your skin and the reason it has become that bad is I mean like you said it's context it's it's because white it has white is is light like it's always Mm. seen as the better way to go so i don't think you if if it was a situation where like black people had kind of been in charge for a hundred years um and then for some reason wanted to lighten their skin then it would be the same but as the people who are kind of always have been in in modern history Mm. being being on the bottom foot you can't look at it in the same way because we are the powerless we've been powerless in the situation and that's what it is it's also like you're you're like essentially as you say it's a it's a crazy thing to burn off your skin. You see those like documentaries where they've gone to like, like the Caribbean have a real problem with it, where people bleach and bleach and yeah, bleach. like the cake soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. bleach so much, and it's also really because like you, like you're essentially trying to appear to what like perfection is, and perfection is to be lighter. I remember when I used to like younger, and I used to. I remember in school we always had those jokes about blick, blick, blick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. he's dark. He's so dark. Oh, you're so dark. And that's from your own people. That's not from black people. That was that wasn't a joke. I rarely I rarely heard that joke from white people. And if anything, they they ever like laugh in the corner. Because I know our school was so diverse, where we essentially we the, the actual the kids who were English white, um, quote unquote, were the ones they were like in the minority. Particularly, yeah, mine was the same. Yeah, and if you look at like those jokes came out of essentially what colorism is, where it's like you need to be because those girls who are darkening themselves, they aren't making themselves like the color we are. They're just right on the precipice where they can say where it looks like you're mixed race, where it's like yeah. you're of a fairer color, of a more appealing color. So it's like if you are like bleaching, it's because you've you've been look at they, when they do those um exper- like those um not experiments, but those like um what, do you, what would you call like a a social experiment essentially with children and how many times they've done these things with, like dolls. Why do they continuously pick the white one? It's everywhere social conditioning. It's like you look at um. You look at like if you go to like America, Jim Crow laws, all those kind of things. There, it is all social conditioning. You're made to feel. I think that's changed a lot, though. I'm not gonna lie. In what sense? Like, I think if you put a doll in front of a little black girl, I think she'd pick the little black doll. I don't necessarily know that would be the same from when I was growing up. That, okay, but, but I, think I think there's okay. way more positive, love yourself kind mm. of stuff for young black girls or boys. But that's nowadays. like you say, it's probably what of the last, realistically, four or five years, really. Ten. If ten is at that point, ten is a stretch. Ten is a, ten is a stretch. Yeah, like the idea of actually like loving. One of the things that I find really disingenuous. I'm going a bit on, on tangent here. Is when you see the whole when Black Panther came out. And you had all these Americans saying um, Wakanda forever, 
and you're like, Wakanda isn't a real, it's not a but real Africa's place. Real. Well, Africa's real, but they don't accept Africa. They Like, a lot of them yeah. will call, yeah. the, a, a large majority I've met do not see themselves, like, they have such backwards views about Africa 100% but like you're kind of taking that from I'm assuming you are from Africa like your parents are from Africa what do you mean sorry like as in you're I'm assuming that you're not Caribbean or um or African-American right that's the assumption I've made my parents from Nigeria yeah yeah so you have an affiliation you know what Africa is you know what Nigeria is because you are you have the culture of it now if you take the context of somewhere else you don't know what it is so you have you create this you you romanticize about it because your 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 heritage was lost so you're in you gotta remember in that sense you're in a privileged position to know what if you want um, to you could go back and you could go go and find your people and everything but this isn't people who have like were brought over in like the 1700s these are people whose parents are from nigeria that have come that still don't see themselves as... Because but in like, African-Americans' history is going to be slavery. Okay, Africa, yeah, that's what I mean. But I'm referring to even people who are of first generation, where their parents But in, But there. in America, it seems people... Sorry to call you, but yeah, in America, yeah. it seems people are more... People identify more with being American than, than being from anywhere else. Yeah. Like, with the whites, the like the the Hispanics, the, the blacks, it feels like they, they want to identify more as I am an American mm. before, before they identify before as, as wherever American, they're yeah. from. So that might... I understand about the diaspora and people actually, like, not knowing where they're from. But it's it's also people who are... Like, their parents arrived in America in, like, the 70s or 80s. But because in America, Africa is, like... To them, it's a back... What was that thing that... um, Is it Diggy that posted? Who? Um, What, who went to Ghana? Yeah. And he was, like, so, like, oh, wow, Ghana's actually incredible. And it's, like, because there's an association that Africa is some sort of, like backwater where it's but why would you I, I don't know I, again I'm like why would you know no different like you can why, know but you should but you we've can got some know. information around us like where yeah but who searches for information what do you know do. what do you know about Zambia I don't, you're talking about we're talking about the actual continent that's right it's like me saying to you what do you know about Laos or Cambodia or if I ask you what do you know <laughs> you about you still live around there actually okay but if I said to you what do you know about um, American Samoa that's like no, exactly, but you're, that's what I'm saying. Well, so you're saying you're 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 different. making the assumption that you would just know these things. No, if you ask me, is... what do you know about West Africa? What do you know about Nigeria? I know a lot. Like, okay, but, but I don't know. It's not like I know. I don't know. If you're an Africa. American, world, and even do of... you? You can't say that you know Africa. I know Africa enough to say that I what I what I can say about that. It's not a backward. It's not a backwards place. But there are. It's not. It's you know. There's a lot of poverty. There's a. These, yeah, there is a lot of poverty. It's facts. So it's but, not. But so like, having that assumption, basically, I'm just saying. I have, think Americans are largely you, very ignorant, and. Rely on being ignorant. It's this kind of thing where it's like, well, yeah, one hundred percent. It shocks me when I hear like someone has never like left the country and like it's like it's like their first time in like ridiculous amounts of years. I do get what you're saying. I'm just saying you have a perception of Africa in that way because you have an affiliation with it, and a lot of people are not in that position. But, but I think you're, you're, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying there are people of my parent generation. We'll round this up in one minute, by the way. Okay, what's that? We'll round this, okay. this segment of your like So when my parents came to here, other people's parents went to America. Yeah. And they have a reluctance, even that knowledge that Africa is there, as where their parents, or it's where their parents are from. They don't see themselves, or they don't understand, or Africa to them is just this place. That, yeah, they romanticise yeah. the idea of it, yeah. Okay. Uh, that was an interesting back and forth, and we went a bit 
skewed a bit off. But uh, to come back to, can I remember? Yes. To come back to what we were saying to start this, I call it the pound of flesh syndrome. It feels like social justice started off like, okay, we need to get people's rights. Um, we need to get people more rights. We need to help people. And it seems like it's steamrolling into a Where pound of flesh. Social justice has started though from because it's like is that just a new term? Because no, social so social like justice what? has always been here for centuries. Yeah, like the civil rights civil marches rights, in the in, in women's votes. They all social yeah. justice, but when we talk about social justice today, we're talking mostly like in a concentrated internet space. Okay, so yeah, right, mm-hmm. and in that concentrated internet space, it feels like this is now gone from. It's gone from people actually caring about the issues to people just want, just they feel like they want revenge or they just want to get the anger out. So, for instance, um, let's talk about entertainers. Okay, I'll, okay, let me throw you something quickly. Yeah, Mr. Do you feel like the people who lose their jobs for being caught on video saying something like, let's say they say nigger or they're caught insulting a black person or calling the police on a black person? That do you feel they, Becky, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel they deserve to lose their jobs? What was their jobs? Any job. Okay, their so, jobs okay, are like... So, for instance, often the jobs, I think, is quite telling because it's like you see these cases of people who are... The barbecue Becky lady was at the University of Stanford. So, her, her the first... like, Do you know the, the situation? No. <laughs> there was a barbecue taking place in Oakland yeah. in America and um, these men were cooking and mm. the woman turns up and she's like, starts calling the police saying that they're not meant to be here or so on. And they produce permits. They're like, no, we are, we are allowed to be here. She then calls the police and like everyone's like, what are you doing? These guys are allowed to be here. They, they're here all the time. And she's like calling the police saying these men are doing this and doing this, that. And people are recording her and it's like the whole thing comes out. And then she starts crying when the police come. And I don't know if she did lose her job, but there are instances of people doing that kind of thing. There was the other lady who um, wanted to get that girl who was selling water outside her. her oh, the home. little black girl. The little black girl selling water. And she's like, I'm going to call the police. This is illegal or whatever. And they were like, what are you doing? And she's a little girl. Why are you why are you so and she ended up losing so much. But does she deserve you see, does she deserve that? Does she deserve to lose her job? For me, when I look at those things, I do have a kind of like, ah oh, yeah. Good, she's she's screwed up. Yeah, because everybody retweets you do, it. It's you like, do feel you, know, you do feel this weird sort of like it's like Schadenfreude. You're like, oh yeah, she's messed up badly. She deserves to lose her job. Or you feel like a weird there's like a weird like buzzer serotonin looking at that where you're like oh okay like she's paid heavily for it but also has she paid heavily for it there was the woman who did the other thing where she tweeted I'm off to Africa make sure I don't get Ebola so she tweeted this does she deserve to lose her job for that nah. I don't know I actually I don't know I don't know I, there's, a, there's something telling though why companies get sackless people though they don't want to be associated with that and I think this is also a thing about why the way we're taught racism is a really, I think it's it's also one of the reasons why we have issues with it as well. Like, but yeah, so before the internet, you know, people could get away with mm. that sort of thing. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but those people were made examples of. Yeah. So calling your phone, calling the police because some little black girl wants to sell water, it's a bit much, but I, I'm pretty sure she'll never do that again. And other people... <laughs> who had the idea... I hope so. Yeah, or other people will now be like, mm, better think twice about, you know, whether I want to call mm. the police on someone because if someone is there to watch, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, at the same time, like, again, I'm kind of like you. Like, I don't know if... 
if you should lose your house and lose your this yeah. and that or whatever, like lose your whole life over or that. Or lose your place at your uni. I think, I think the thing is, though, it's like, as well as talking about racism, if we're talking about that mostly, we're taught, this is the thing you have issue with, we're taught that the worst thing you can possibly be is a racist. The worst thing you can ever be is a racist. So people object more at being called that than actually the thing they've done. So whenever you see these interviews of people saying, I am not a racist, I swear in my kid's life I'm not a racist. We had the black player... Uh, when Aubameyang scored against Arsenal, the guy chucked a banana onto the pitch. Said He then said, told the police that I saw the banana outside the ground and then, for one reason or another, it turns it's thrown at the player after he scored. So you, you willingly walked into a stadium knowing a black player could score, you chucked a banana on. You swear on your kids like following that that you're not a racist. You are. But people don't want to basically acknowledge what the racism is. It's like, it's rather, it's the actual like, someone's called me a racist, I can't possibly be racist because that's the worst thing that I am. Rather than actually say, you know what, I had this, this thought, I had this thinking, let's address that. But that's an interesting... Okay, no, so because I feel like people are like... I don't think, especially in our in the current climate we live in, which is getting a bit more, well, scarier, I think being a racist or being anti-this, anti-that has actually, you know, that movement has grown. People are quite. People, I don't know people have are. gotten out, come out of the woodworks, and have these views. But they don't. They don't I think call I, themselves racist. The thing they, is, I think no. They, they, they that's they, just they, that's the thing they, call they themselves won't call right themselves that, yeah. racist just because like that just has like you said it has a bad t- t- term to it. But you know you can say it without saying it. Like you can say certain things yeah. that basically like you can say you know we I, I um let's make Mer- America a great again. Mm-hmm. What is when was America great? What are you actually saying? Do you know what I mean? You can say like, I am very against anti-immigration without saying yeah. I don't want people but of a different race. But those people are also the people who like the same thing similarly, who then will say people are too quick to throw the word racist at someone. No, because they're talking, they they're that. talking, to, no, because they're not talking to you. Like when, when, like when they, when people say these types of terms, they know, like they know who they're talking yeah, to they and their audience saying. knows what they're saying too. They don't need to, they don't, it's, it's not necessary to, 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 to really speak it out in, in, in real terms. You can just say it without saying it. And that's what people, that because of political correctness, that's just what it's created. It's created this, uh, this second language or where you're saying what needs to be said without having yeah. to actually speak it. Yeah. But I also think that like, well, the point I was getting at was that like, there are people in, in certain parts of society who don't want to be associated as a racist. So you watch them when they are something now crying in front of TV and saying, I'm not a racist, no, I am, whatever. And that's because it's like, they don't they don't want to be called that rather than address what they did was wrong. But nobody is... Okay, so if so you're was... saying someone shouldn't choose their job... I don't, the thing is, I think like, if I lost my job for saying something like out of context or like, let's say like I was... Let's say I was here now and I was a prominent like MP... I didn't know there was something wrong. Do you remember, do you remember the um, Gordon Brown a few years ago? The election when he there was that woman he was talking to in Rochdale. Bigot. Uh, yeah, and he called her. The, the mic was still on. and He called her. Oh, what the bigot? She was. She's such she a was bigot. A bigot. She completely was. She hundred percent was. The thing, the thing. She's and it's like, but it was more people were outraged the fact that he said that and he was picked up. So it's like, did that cause him to lose the election? I don't know. Should do going out to a very like micro level. If I do, I want people to lose their jobs because of stuff that like. A rant about something, I don't know, because it's like, if I were a student at that woman's university, a black student, mm. I would feel perhaps, like, would you feel? Am I being marked down because I'm black? I've seen this woman, for some reason, now go and try to get these black men in trouble, despite proving that they have, and like, 
they have papers, they have the permit to be there, whatever. And would I feel, if I was at a university, would I want, as you said earlier, would I want that person to mark my grade? Then I'd feel like there is a prejudice there that she's not acknowledging. Or that is... I, I see that side. I see you. Well, that's yeah. there. But, okay. Well, you guys still don't think you're, you're kind of on the fence when it comes to if they should actually, if there should be actual real-life consequences. So... Because most of the time, these things people can't really go to prison for, or like. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's they can't the go thing. to prison. So, so most who's... of the cases can be like, they never get that far in that judicial system. So if you look at it in like another example, like the Kevin Hart thing, where Kevin Hart had to stand down from the Oscars or step down from the Oscars because of those tweets that people found. I was kind of like, you know what? He did apologize. He addressed it a few times. But also, I felt he did the right thing by stepping down because also it would have just caused too much attention on that rather than actually the Oscars itself. Mm-hmm. It would have been the, the main story. That, um, the weird thing is the Oscars would have benefited from the uh, extra. The extra yeah. Because a lot of people would watch it to mm. see exactly what he would say. Would he even address it? Would he address it? Yeah. You know, their viewership would have gone up. So I think they, they were a bit stupid for missing out on that part. But, okay, so, okay, we... Are you saying, I think, are you asking... Is sometimes are the punishments too too are hard? They, see, how do you control it? Because this is uncharted. Okay, so we have the law. Mm. We know that even if you disagree, you know that sometimes you might be somebody sentenced to ten years. Yeah. You you might be like he deserves more, yeah. but you you have to ad- admit that okay, the system is there for a reason and it's punished him to an mm-hmm. extent, right? Mm-hmm. When you're on this in this internet space where it has real life consequences, there is no rule book. To like, okay, so this, if Kevin Hart said this five years ago, he would get this amount of punishment. Mm-hmm. But if he said it 10 years ago, the punishment reduces. There's nothing. It's just, yeah. he said it, let's kill him. Mm-hmm. That's the, one of the biggest issues I have with social justice as it is today. So if you look at, um, well, now I'm not using those examples, but like, we're talking about jobs quickly and stuff like that. I think it's telling that companies don't want to be associated with those things, people. Cause, uh, it's, and it's all about, I guess, positive PR for them as well. It's money, though. It is, that's what I mean. It's money, like a lot of those times, it is like they do think business-wise. We don't want to be seen as though we are a place that like has these people here. We want to see as progressive. So it's like, will this cost us in the long run? We should get rid of this person. The things like the Kevin Hart thing, I think him stepping down was the right thing to do. If you're gonna be like, if should we be judged on things we've done in our past? Can someone? Is there any like chance of redemption? I think that's like. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. the next. To- that's the next segment. Yeah, next segment. Sorry. So the next segment is: Is it possible to still have? Oh wait, sorry, that's not a redemption. Yes, is there, is redemption possible still? Should we mention Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson. Yes. Okay. By the way, Helen, do you know about the Liam Neeson situation? Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. I do. Do you want to hear my opinion on it? Yeah. Give okay. Me. So we were talking when I saw it come out. I was at work and I listened to it. I, I read it first time, and I listened to it again. I haven't listened to it, but yeah. I've read about it. And I thought, the thing that struck me the most was that, like, I didn't get why he had to say it. Mm. I don't understand, because mm. it wasn't asked. No one asked him the question about um, why, like, so-and-so, so-and-so. I don't, like, no one asked you, said to you, hey, uh, can you tell us about a time you've had this kind of thought? He was actually, in a way, I think, there's an element to where I think the story is possibly, like, fabricated and it's not necessarily true. But I also think he said it in this kind of, like, expecting like almost expecting to be praised for his honesty and when he said it you listen to it you're like because he's talking the film he's promoting is about revenge it's about like yeah um which is which is essentially what Liam Neeson film is 
every Liam Neeson film with a lot. You can, you can just if you decide say this is a Liam Neeson film, like okay, is he gonna kill kill someone that's hurting someone in his family? You know, that mm-hmm. is essentially mm-hmm. that's essentially every storyline that gets put forward into him. He's like, yeah, I'll take it. But like the story baffled me because it was like the people who were upset about it were like or the upset that Liam Neeson was receiving flack didn't get for me what the real issue was. Liam Neeson wasn't apologizing for um, being racist. He was apologizing for being violent. And that's the thing he didn't recognise twice in his interviews. But the was he... Time, but was he... Okay, finish it. Yeah, finish. The first time he says, I stopped myself. I was walking around with a cosh looking to be a black person okay, for a week. And I, and I realised I'm appalled I had those thoughts. And I was like, okay, yeah, I like where he's going with it. Then he said, but I was appalled I had violent thoughts. And I was like, but... You wouldn't have gone out to find any white person had it been a white person that you wouldn't have I disagree to, with that. No, you wouldn't. I disagree no, you wouldn't. That. You wouldn't. No, okay. you wouldn't. You no, wouldn't there's know. no way. Okay. No, no, there's no way. Okay. So, for instance, now, I'll, this is the thing. So, let's say, for instance, that it was Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Riz Ahmed, the actor, said that, um, okay, he says, so he says, um, my little, I found that my little nephew was um, was touched up by a teacher. So, I went into, like, Soho, look at gay bars, looking to, um, to beat up any gay guy or whatever. It's the, it's, for me, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. The outrage of that would have been ridiculous. Would have been because it's like there's the logic to say, okay, what race was the person that did it? Mm. it for me, I think it's quite straight. I think as if that's, if that's your second question you're asking someone, yeah. what race were they? That that in turn tells you something mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, okay, it's a black person. Oh, that makes sense because black people are like sexual predators and this is what black men do. Rape is a male thing. It's not a, a black or white thing. It's not like an uh, an, an Asian man does it or a, a black man does it or a, it's a it's a male thing. Men men but, do but it. But did we? Okay, so. Liam Neeson uh, didn't give context, really. But we know that he said 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So this was 1970s at so Northern Ireland. That's what we've, I it, was it was Northern in Ireland. It was in Northern Ireland. Yeah. That, I, I don't know if it was. Cause people were like, what black men would have been in Northern that's Ireland? That's what I was thinking. In, that's why I think the story, the story isn't true. But even, okay, he even still. The, the story is true. The story, okay, I don't is know it? if it's true. So he would have, so you got, so if you're in Northern Ireland, there's not that many black people in there. The in the so, 70s. Yeah, so he was literally walking around. Like, in theory, you could argue he, he would have found the guy that raped her if there's only yeah, one the, black guy in the whole city. Yeah, in the town, really. And the so, top doing the so are you guys, okay, so are you guys telling me that Okay, you somebody comes to you, mm-hmm. you're Liam Neeson, and they say, "Oh, I got raped." Mm-hmm. You're telling me, okay, so already the anger level has gone up. Yeah. Okay. You're, are you implying that the anger level goes down when the no, person says, no, no, "But no, wait, wait, hang on, hang on," when the person says, "It was a white guy," are you telling me that you're looking at it as if he's if she had said it was a white guy, his level of anger at the fact that she got raped would have reduced? Is, it's just so irrelevant to the rape. Yeah, I know, but but people are people keep saying this thing constantly that if it had if it had been no, anyone else, no, he wouldn't have. It's more that the have. reaction towards it, it yeah. wouldn't have gone the same way. Wouldn't, you wouldn't so you don't think he would have gone to the local pub to look no, for a white guy? You wouldn't. Well, no, why no would you? you can't do that. Everyone's white. You can't why walk around. And any black person in the seventies who sees some mad white man walking around with an axe is not exactly going to be like, "Hey, guy." Well, what's up with that axe? They, they're gonna run. They're gonna be like well, this strange white man walking around with I an know axe. The story's true because the woman apparently is no longer with us. She's no longer alive. And why would he lie though? Because I, he I, completely I, gave that story by himself. No one yeah, asked him to. Think, so I what? Think, so it's true. So when you're just think, he's just telling know, a story from his story, past. I think. To what do you think? It could be a PR stunt. Not a PR thing like that, but it's I not think, a PR thing because it's not giving them any positive PR. This is true. I also think it's one of those stories that. I think when you listen to it, you hear it, and it almost has this kind of like 
Like he's like in character. Like he's like. So let me tell you a story. And he gets into it, and, and he says it in this kind of like, I was a, I was a bad man once. But do you that. sit there and listen to Liam Neeson interviews regularly anyway? No, I, so maybe I he, do. Yeah, so maybe he just talks and like that And he does anyway. speak like that always. He yeah. tries to, but he he's always a kind of in character. Yeah. He's the same person in real life. It seems, not, you know. Okay, sorry, whether or not, the, for me anyway, whether or not the story is real or not, whether it happened or not, the reaction that he says, this is the problem. It's like, John Barnes came out and said that, oh, we shouldn't be condemning him. It's like, but Liam Neeson hasn't really understood what the problem was. Yeah. That he's, that basically he would have went out and attacked an innocent black person because of a rape. That's no different to the people who want to go and commit race wars or like create race wars. If you're going to say, my my um my father was like murdered by like white US soldiers when they came in Afghanistan. Now I want to go and murder. Um, it's like, there's no difference. But it, but it happens all the time. Every Like people do this all the time. What? Like, okay, okay. So, so I was listening to a podcast yesterday and somebody gave an example. He said, if you go to see a Spanish girl mm-hmm. and she gives you, you guys have sex and she gives you the best mm. and the situation flipped over for you, the yeah, guy. Yeah, I get it. Right. You, every, now you have this, because you're very happy after, you start thinking, wow, Spanish people are awesome. Like, it's it's not like... You're talking about sex. You're not talking about killing no, people. No, but this is the thing. What I'm saying is... I'll, I'll explain... What, I'm, what I mean is... When... Like, okay, let me... How do I say this? I'm trying to say that people generally do stereotype other people based on, like... In that instance, in the sexual experience, you are happier to see a Spanish person because... It's it's not rational, but it's just like, oh, okay, the last time I met a Spanish person, they made me happy. So, wow, I'd like to go out with a Spanish girl again. Now, in this context of Liam Neeson, I'm not defending him for saying black, for looking for a black person, but I'm saying if telling him what race the person was is going to make him automatically did think have, I'm going to look for did, black person did he to have a neg- or maybe if he then said oh I had this negative experience just before the day before this incident happened with a black man and I thought no he just decided that he just generalised a whole race and said like oh it's this is this they it might, you know I'm just going to kill any of them You got, if you are going to put it like I think talking about it and trying to say like about having sex with some Spanish girl is, is not really the same thing because that's a positive in some ways. If you want to use the same example, just flip flip the colours around. If you lived in Zambia, I don't know. I don't know why I keep talking about Zambia. And there was a you small community. There? Yeah, I don't know. There's a small community of white people. And um, one day a black girl uh, was raped and her friend said to the girl, oh, um, what colour was the guy? And she said, white. Maybe he would feel go, the same way. Maybe he wouldn't go, go to that small community of white people. Yeah, he would look for a act. white guy. I feel like he would go look well, for that's the, the white kind of guys. Thing that in but is that because it's race? Is that because of racism, or is that because of tension between like community uh, community already? Okay, so if you look at so, but again, even in that context of what I just said, um, just because of how things are, that small community of white people will be richer than probably the majority of the whole country. So. Okay. Actually, he would be powerless to even do such an act. He wouldn't even have the power to walk around in the white community with an axe. Okay, if Liam Neeson came out, if Liam Neeson had said this whole story without mentioning the race part, Mm -hmm. would you have considered him a hero? No, but that would have been completely different. But would you have looked at as no, a heroic? No, you can't just walk around with an axe. Okay, no, like, but, okay, well, let me, nah, let me. Uh, like, uh, the thing, please, like, 
guys, for years, people have been arguing on social media that people who rape women should get the death penalty. You can't just walk around. I know, but I'm telling you the psychological. Person. But the, I'm telling you the psychological feeling in that moment is not going to be. It wasn't wait, even about whether this. the person was innocent or not. He was literally just going to kill it's someone. Anger, Around, but it's no, anger. It's anger. No, because no, it's not. He didn't say, "I'm going to go and find the person." I'm going to find any. I'm going to go out waiting for someone to provoke me and then kill them. That's yeah. not a rational. Of course, it's not rational. No, so your so your argument doesn't make any but, sense. No, but what I'm saying is because it's not rational doesn't mean you can't like these type of type of no, thoughts wouldn't it, have No, occurred. it would have been different if he said, "I'm going to go find the person who ki- who raped her." He didn't say yeah. that. The story doesn't work if it's a white person, babe. That's that's the thing because it's like if someone is, I don't think to myself, "Oh, what race were they?" And then I'm going to go and find. I'm gonna also. I went around looking for a week, so it's like it's he's waking up every day. With this cosh in his hand, loitering around areas where black people hang out. Okay, so I don't. I if it was a story in North, Northern Ireland, what black uh, people were in Northern sh- Ireland? Sh- I me, think it was in London. I think it's. I'll it's Google it. I'll Google it quickly. I thought it was Northern Ireland. I'll Google it quickly. But then he starts mentioning the troubles, and I'm like, that isn't. Where did he mention the troubles? He did. He so it might have been in Northern Ireland. So yeah, it would have been. Northern but you know, he said though, he was talking about when he was growing up and like the troubles taking place and all that, and then like, but it's just like for me, it's such a weird story because like. It's just to don't to go and say I went around looking to kill any black. It's an unprovoked attack. He'd be killing an innocent person mm-hmm. purely because. Now that part, like I have, that's the part that I have absolute problem with, because you shouldn't be. You're right. You shouldn't be going around trying to kill an innocent person because of something. But the, the only thing I feel, the, what I'm trying to say is the reason I wasn't happy at how much people were outraged is because I was. It's like I have had it before when we were growing up. Actually, Jeremy, there's a specific situation that happened a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, it's not bad. You remember when we went to play football at Millwall, training ground? Yeah. And the gang members, somebody broke somebody's leg. Yeah. So his boys went and they got a lot of guys. Yeah. And they were on, in bikes, blacked yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Remember we had to run yeah. the opposite direction? Yeah, yeah. The conversation we had it was like off like F these guys why the fuck yeah, are they always right. doing yeah, this yeah. I just wish I could oh one day one of yeah, these days yeah, yeah. now in another situation me and one of my friends Tunde we got stopped by some guys the whole night we were literally looking we were like pumped up like okay we're gonna find we're gonna find the next gang member that tries it we're mm. gonna find him like, this is enough off you? no Okay. They just they stopped us and the whole interrogation, yeah, yeah. and we were like for hours mm. just thinking in this like heated. Yeah, we're gonna find somebody and we're gonna harm them. We now it wasn't raised because we knew we were looking for a black guy. Mm. So I'm not obviously saying that was right of us either. Yeah. But in that moment, because of how angry we were, mm-hmm. the emotion we you act irrationally when you're angry. Okay. Okay. So, but you look at it, Noah, in the context of what you said there, a gang member. Yeah, as you say. So any so, gang member. Yeah, okay, so so Obolso, that's a, an image of what a gang member may look like. So if one, if you come across one, you're not going out there looking to call to provoke someone and then kill them. That's the complete difference. So that's what that's the thing. And I understand your reaction. I've had it before where you're like, the next person that comes to me now tries it on me now. I'm gonna kick off. I'm not having it. Like it's gone too far now. Mm. Whereas, and that's also that's a personal thing too as well. You're actually, but then to hear that like. God forbid a family member of mine was like was like brutally sexually assaulted or whatever. And then I then went to pubs just waiting for any white guy to come out and start troubling me. That isn't the right that's not a normal reaction. That bit itself is he's then made it a race thing. He's made it a thing as though 
that black men rape. That's what they are. That's what black men do. He probably had those stereotypes, those racist stereotypes. Yeah, in his but he did, and the thing is, the reason why people are, are pissed off is because he didn't actually address that. But do you he think he knows? He addressed his violence, not the actual problem he had of the race. Okay, guys, and that concludes part one of the Social Justice Warriors episode. Part two will be out next week. Um, before I play the music for this week, I'd just like to say um, rest in peace to the 149 unfortunate vict- um, souls who lost their lives in Ethiopia today. Um, may their souls rest in peace, and it's a horrible, very tragic situation. But this week's song is titled Faji, and it's by Big B. Uh, for those who don't know, Faji in Yoruba language means enjoyment. Hope you enjoy. Come girl, make me Faji. Me and your friends are my party. Can you but don't hear me or laddy? Why you the proof tough, you be shaky You see I'm coming like return of the mat though And you ain't doing it right like a typo You see I'm cool on my J's like Kango Like the same goes, it takes me to tango So girl, let's do it Everything, man, let's do it See your friends, I've been through it Pierce through skin like bullets And when we're done, I'll pass you the clinic Cause you know your boy hit it with finesse P-I-M-P, man, I'm feeling like U-F Bad bees everywhere, I'm screaming out Who's next? Anyone deck? So you see the words global Even got things that you know, boo See you, baby, girl, you like so food And I got something to show you So girl, just mind for me Baby girl, know that I shy to me Mujo, let's say, not the fight the beat no need to phone, girl vibes with me, girl vibes with Pink me Paintings, man, I see ya All my dark things, yo, I love ya Tropical girl, and your waist up And we go rock this party till I face off Till I face Paintings, man, I see ya All my dark things, yo, I love ya Tropical girl, and your waist up And we go rock this party till I face off Till I face off See baby I ain't there for the banter Just give me some Ciroc mixed with Fanta See I like me girls black, no panther And I don't mind the thing from Shalanka But don't mind my guys, they're just bossy If you see a wave, my guy just don't touch me We might see us waving a stick just like Aki But we ain't really here to trouble nobody but the end is in my system, so I'm feeling nice And the DJ's really popping, so I'm feeling vibes And my nigga fell off, but he gon' be alright And my nigga saw a girl, he wants to off pints Real fucking nigga, he don't really waste time So girl, know the fun while your waistline No need to rush, girl, you could take time And show me what I've been saying up on FaceTime No need to act shy, girl, I'm a good guy Acts around you, you know what the good guys No need for spray time, you got it just right I'm just trying to see what that also feels like Oh yeah, oh yeah, Kia, Kia if you want a bandit, I'll be a arm rubber Give you sweet love and I'll be a night lover Just two step with me until the night's over Even got things that you know See baby girl you like so food And I got something to show you So girl just wine for me Baby girl know that I shy to me Mujo let's say not the fight the beat no need to phone, girl vibes with me, girl vibes with me Bang things, man, I see ya All my dark things, yeah, I love ya Tropical girl, and your waist up And we go rock this party till I face off Till I face Bang things, man, I see ya All my dark things, yeah, I love ya 
tropical girl and your waist up And we go at this party till I face up, till I face up